Hope you're having a great week, everyone. Welcome to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams. I'm JB Long, joined by my radio broadcast partners, DeMarco Farr and Maurice Jones-Drew. MJD, what's this uh, week entail for you before the Rams take on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, JB, because it's my old team, man, there's a lot of interviews. I, I've been talking with Jacksonville all week, uh, you know, trying to figure out what they think the Rams are going to do and how they can be better. And, you know, it's cold up here in the Bay Area, so I've been trying to stay <laughs> as warm as possible. I'm still trying to thaw out, but it's not helping that it's uh, like 30 degrees here. So, And DeMarco, it is now December, so I understand you have an assignment today on the family front. I, I will have a Christmas tree tied to the roof of my car by 5 p.m. today, or I don't have a house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good chore uh, after we finish with our football conversation. And, uh, of course, on this edition of Between the Horns, we're going to take a deep dive into what's ailing the Rams and how to fix it. Some of the show can be about the Jags, certainly, but I think we would all agree that Week 13 has far more to do about L.A. coming back home for the first time in a month. Uh, And we're going to attack the macro where they are in terms of the playoff picture. But let's start with the micro. And offense, defense, special teams, we can take this in any direction you want to go to begin with. DeMarco, I'll let you uh, lead off for us. Feel free to Ooh. pick a topic and, and offer any suggestions from outside the building uh, that you care to contribute. Uh, <clears throat> this is still a good roster, um, but this good roster isn't playing that well right now. Um, this is still a new football team. When you think about the additions, there are still people getting to know each other. Uh, you know, it takes time to become a, a good football team, a team uh, to build chemistry. I mean, you have to go through reps and practice. You have to go through hours of video. You have to eat together. You have to, uh, you know, get dressed together, so to speak. So this is a new football team coming from Halloween till now when you add Von Miller and then you add Odell Beckham Jr. And then you lose a Robert Woods on top of that. So this is a team that's still trying to figure itself out in the in the last three weeks. The problem is no one's going to feel sorry for you in the National Football League. They're coming for Ws. Ws are very important. So uh, what you just saw in Green Bay, I, I think, was symptomatic of the week before versus San Francisco versus the week before versus Tennessee. Uh, I think there's some things out there that people feel like they can take advantage of. Uh, offensive line comes to mind. Um, when you see guys constantly getting walked back or your, your run game gets flattened out in key situations, uh, that's going to fire up every single defensive front you see. And I think you saw that in Green Bay. So, uh, And we did talk about this, um, something else on, on BTH quite a bit, uh, your over-reliance on, on Matthew Stafford, on the arm of Matthew Stafford to, to make plays. Okay, now what happens when that falters? What steps up? Uh, it's got to be your defense and your special teams that carries that carries the day. Well, your special teams, uh, we can talk about it. I think you all saw it. Punt return is still an adventure. Uh, there's still some issues out there on special teams. And defensively, I mean, you, sometimes, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers, the best in the business, just dragged you around the field a few times and you couldn't get the ball back. So when you're not opportunistic, you're not taking the ball away and you're giving the ball away on special teams and your quarterback is missing a lot more than he's hitting um, – in key situations, that, that's, that spells doom, that spells loss, especially on the road. So I think as this team gets better, as you get more reps, as you get more hours together, this is a good roster. Eventually, they'll start, they'll start playing up to par on both sides on all three phases. We'll see. That's a pretty good synopsis. Why don't we shut it down and gather again at SoFi Stadium and uh, take on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Our work here is done. No, but on all seriousness, Maurice, I mean, this is a week where – 
there are think pieces being written, right, about what's going on with the Rams, why they're breaking down here again uh, in, the, in the Thanksgiving window. Um, is there anything from maybe outside the facility that you think the coaches and the players hard at work here at Cal Lutheran and Thousand Oaks aren't already aware of? Um, not really. I mean, you know what you, you're doing. Like, this is the thing. As an outsider, we only can go off what we see on tape. I think DeMarco's uh, said it very uh, eloquently about you have to fix certain things that you know that, that's a problem. If you know it's a problem and we know it's a problem, then the whole NFL knows it's a problem. And I think the number one thing, and, and JB, we had a long conversation about this yesterday, it's the running game. And, and not only the running game in two parts. One, the offensive line, like DeMarco said, they're, they're not getting a, a lot of push from the offensive line. Uh, there's a lot of position blocking in, in that situation. And I think uh, Brian Baldinger kind of talked about that. We've spoke about that over the last couple of years that you got to still drive those defensive ends and drive those three techniques out so you can create seams. And then the other part is the running back, right? You have to run and be physical. And one of the things that I've noticed is the Rams aren't the most physical team right now. And that's not saying they can't be or that they haven't been, but they're not the most physical team. And it, it comes down to when you can't get a fourth and one, that's a physicalness. That's that's not anything else. You have to be physical. Um, and I spoke about this on the broadcast that no matter if they don't block anyone on fourth and one, it's your job as a running back to try to get that. Um, there's other times where, you know, the line, like DeMarco said, the line's getting pushed back into the quarterback. And so um, with all the other things that are being kind of mentioned with special teams and the defense being on the field the whole time and all these different things that are going on, you can solve a lot of it um, by just being better in the running game. I think if you're better in the running game, I think when Sean McVay and his offense has really been lights out, they've run the ball really well. And they've, they've been able to use play action pass as an avenue, and that's allowed them to put up points, which then helps your defense because now they're not playing from behind, right, where Aaron Donald's not be able to, to utilize his ability because they're running the ball 50 60% of the time of the game. Um, and now a team playing from behind where you can get those pass rush reps that we saw against Green Bay. They were getting to the quarterback when they had the opportunities, but there were very few and far between. Um, and then it'll help out the special teams as well because now your special teams is not being leaned on as much to have to be that 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 side of the ball that has to make a play or has to you know pin the, the offense back or has to do these different things. So uh, I just think, again, DeMarco said it best. It's, it's a lot of new pieces there. You have to figure it out. Um, and I think they will. And, and JB, we talked about this yesterday. I think the Rams, once they figure it out, um, they have too many good coaches, too many good players to not do it. Once they figure it out, this league is going to be on notice, right? They'll be nervous to play the Los Angeles Rams, but right now, um, they're just not firing on all cylinders. A couple of things. One, I sensed an intention to get under center more and to chip away with that running game early coming out of the bye in that Green Bay contest. Now, because of the game circumstance, that got away from you a little bit, but I felt like it was there from a game planning standpoint. I'll be curious to see what they come back with against Jacksonville. From an offensive diversity standpoint and from you know committing to that rushing attack, though, Maurice, I empathize with McVay, the play caller, and his staff in this regard. There aren't a lot of pieces to deploy right now, at least in that Green Bay game, especially without Ben Skoranek having recently lost Robert Woods. They're in a situation now where they're starting 11 on offense plus Sony Michelle essentially played every snap. I mean, they, they literally played the entire game and for most of it from a trailing position. And so my question for this week and maybe for the rest of the regular season is who else? 
on both sides of the ball, but especially on offense, who else can give you something? Um, is there a Bryson Hopkins package where he can you know, help you as a second tight end? Is there a Kendall Blanton role where you can relieve some of what Tyler Higby is carrying? Uh, when you do get Ben Skoranek back, can he replace some of what Robert Woods gave you to marry your run and pass even when you're in the gun drop back game? Same thing on defense. Whether it's Terrell Burgess or Christian Roseboom, I'm not saying necessarily just throw in a new name to try and get a different result. But I look at something like Aaron Donald playing, you know, more than 30 run snaps the last two games against San Francisco and Green Bay. And I worry that that may not be sustainable for another six games. This is a team to me that's going to get in the playoff picture. Right now, it looks like they'll be a road wild card team. They beat Jacksonville. Arizona stumbles. We can, ha- we can have a different conversation next week. I'm happy to be wrong on that front. But you get me this roster plus maybe Cam Akers in January, and I'll take my chances going on the road to face any of these NFC opponents. But I think there's a little bit of self-preservation there in terms of using more of your 48-man and 53-man roster to make sure you get there as close to intact as you possibly can. Well, JB, I I would say this. The Rams are in dire need of a victory, right? And how do you you get a victory? You got to play your best players as much as possible. Now, if you get a lead, then maybe yes, right? Against the Houston Texans, I, I don't know if I would have pulled everyone out in the fourth quarter. I might have would have mixed guys in a little bit, but and, and try to sub more. Um, and I understand where you're coming from, but right now the Rams, you know, when you're on a three game skid and you're, you've lost three games, you're doing whatever you can right now to try to get a victory. And, and I mean, if that means everyone has to play a hundred snaps, everyone will that. play a hundred snaps, right? Like you just you just want to get back on that winning way. And, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing right now. And what we've seen is just like. Hey, look, we brought in Odell Beckham Jr., right? We got to get him going. And it seemed like they found a way to kind of get him going, but at what cost, right? But he's a talented player, so we got to get him on the field. We got to make it happen. And I just think right now that when you're you're scratching and clawing and doing everything you can to try to get a victory, to try to get off this three-game losing streak, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about the playoffs right now. You're thinking no. about today. And- I, I agree with what you're saying, and it's probably true again this week against Jacksonville to make sure that you do win this upcoming home game to help improve your playoff odds. And at Green Bay, that was a different animal, right? Because you're taking on another contender in the NFC. And if you win that game, if you find a way with everyone playing 100% of snaps to get that win, we're having a different conversation right now about what your stakes are and what your options are. Having now lost that one, I'm just thinking a little bit more about playing the long game and managing the rest of the regular season in the hopes of getting the wins, getting into the dance, and then making sure as much of your current roster as it's constituted is fresh and good to go because it's all too fresh in our minds what happened last year in Green Bay, for instance. When you made the postseason, you even got a postseason win, but the roster that you had available to it uh, to you when you got to Green Bay for that divisional round maybe wasn't, wasn't sufficient. Let's zoom in a little bit on the defense, DeMarco, and I know you've had a chance to to digest the film uh, coming out of the last couple of weeks, but that Green Bay matchup with Aaron Rodgers in particular. What fine-tuning uh, can the Rams do on defense to give themselves a better chance to get off the field in these long-drive situations? Wow, uh, that's a hard one. Um, you, you've got to do something at inside linebacker. Um especially against the pass. We all know what's happening. I, I think Troy Reader against the run uh, is, is 
one of the better linebackers out there. The guy is willing. He'll stick his nose in, and you see it when he lines you up. He can he can absolutely bisect you with a with a good hit. But in the passing game, I mean, in zone coverage, uh, they're struggling. There there's there's space there. There's there was space for Aaron Rodgers to operate. There was space for Garoppolo to operate. There was space uh, for for quarterback X, Y, and Z to operate. Uh, this is nothing new. So. Uh, the game you have to play if you're Raheem Morris with inside linebacker, uh, when do you bring in, say, a Taylor Rapp and line him up in the box and say, we need you for coverage purposes and kind of sacrifice some of your your toughness versus the run and vice versa? When do you leave Reader in there and say, we need to guard against the run and we'll let some things go in the passing game? But, you know, against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's going to make you pay. Uh, when he finds your weaknesses, he's going to keep that weakness on the field and absolutely go after it. So if you're Raheem Morris, what do you do? I mean, how do you cover that up? I don't know. I'm not sure if there's a coordinator in the league that can cover that up. Same for the offense. Uh, when when they're clearly attacking Brian Allen, your center, uh, he's out there with one arm, or there's clearly something wrong. How do you cover that up if you're Sean McVay? You can't. Uh, so – what you have to hope for is those guys play that a little bit better. I don't think you can fix it with just a personnel move, especially with what's coming off the bench, but that's your problems. Every single quarterback, even Jacksonville is going to look at the same things and say, Hey, look, we can take advantage of this matchup because they have, they have, and they have. So uh, how do you cover that up? I don't know if you're a defensive coordinator, how do you get better as a player? Keep working, keep working on your fundamentals and know that they're coming after you. So uh, it's going to be tough from here on out. Um, when you do have good pass rushers, the, the the normal check is to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand like that. So hmm. usually when they do that, they're going for something short with these running backs. How do you fix that? You, you just hope that Troy Reader can cover the distance before the ball gets there. I like the point you make about there are no more external solutions, right? You're at a stage of the season where the trade deadline has passed. You, you know, you spent your capital. The coaches, the players that are here in this facility are the only ones who can make incremental improvements and tighten screws to get you to where you're trying to go. Um, and with the calendar flipping to December, I actually appreciate that element and the, the tone which, which, with which Matthew Stafford and Vaughn Miller and Sean McVay took to the podium yesterday and articulated some of those sentiments like, hey, we're still good with what we have. It's plenty mm-hmm. to get us to our final destination. No doubt. One other what point that DeMarco from- made there, Maurice, that I'd love yeah. you to address, what especially in the context of the Jackson. When you're in deep water, there are no secrets. When you're in the middle of the ocean and you're kicking for your life, there are no secrets. So you you know what you have to do and you know how they're going to attack you, especially when it turns December. Maurice, how about the point that uh, DeMarco just made about, you know, the time to throw, right? Because Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers both, you know, they brought that down to career low levels, understandably so. They're reading the clippings. They know that Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller are across the way, but also the time and score allowed them to play in such a manner and the down and distance too. Um, sooner or later, that script is going to flip and you're going to give your pass rushers a chance to pin their ears back and go get it. Well, again, I think um, <clears throat> when you talk about kind of what Sean McVay and Von Miller, and Matthew Stafford said, and DeMarco is exactly right. When you're, when you're in deep water and, and, and it's funny because that, that um, statement has been said a lot uh, and a lot of coaches and it's true. Like when you're in deep water, you can't look for anyone else. It is on you and you being the 53 guys or the 61 guys on this roster. um, It's only us. Right. And we have to figure out a way to play better. We have to figure out a way to execute better. We have to figure out a way to coach better. Right. To put our players in better situations. And so sometimes you get the best out of that. Right. Where maybe these moves kind of 
sat gave people a little bit of comfort uh being a little bit more comfortable if, if that makes sense like uh well you know we haven't been able to do this so maybe the the front office may do x and x y and z right and so now in december where there there isn't any opportunity to go out there and get other guys or trade for other people it's on you you may start to see this team gel a little bit more now going back to the the question that hand which was the aaron Rodgers and the jimmy garoppolo listen Football will never change, JB, DeMarco. It will never change. You have to be able to run the ball and stop the run to win games in the National Football League. I don't care if you're a shotgun team. I don't care if you're a spread team, if you're a power eye team, all that. If you can't run the ball and you can't stop the run, you are going to lose every game from here on out. It's just called Thanksgiving football. After Thanksgiving, the weather starts to change, football starts to change. And as you saw, the Niners started it off, and they've been on a run as of lately because they've been running the ball, I want to say, 60% of the time or 65% of the time and throwing it 35 and watch the Packers start to do the same thing, no matter how good your quarterback is. And, and the reason being is there's three reasons for it. One, when you run the ball, you take the will away from the defense and the other team. You start to eke out first downs. You start to wear out the defense. They, they stop tackling in the fourth quarter. The second thing, it allows your quarterback to take a break, right? And I think that's something that we haven't really talked about. Matthew Stafford is throwing the ball at a high rate. He needs a player two off where you can just turn around and hand the ball. He doesn't have to think as much. He doesn't have to slide in the pocket. He doesn't have to take a hit. Uh, he can just turn around and hand the ball off and allow the offensive line, the running game, get you four or five, maybe a 10-yard run to kind of get you a new down. And then the last thing it does, it gives the defense rest, right? We talk about time of possession. And, and all the time we talk about it, I forget what it was against the Green Bay Packers, but time of possession is huge, right? If your defense is on the field for 40-plus minutes, guess what? They're going to be tired and they're not going to be able to play well late in the fourth quarter. And so that's what all – we're running the ball – in the, in the simplest form of football, that's what it does for you. It helps everyone out. And so I know people are going to say, Maurice, you're a running back, and you're just saying this, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. But it's you the truth, listen. right? You should listen. I'll only, I'll only push back in this sense. Like modern football is dictated by your passing game and influencing the opponent's passing game. The problem but, but it's, is – the problem is you haven't been given the opportunity to influence the opponent's passing game because of your game circumstances. And that, I understand, ties back to your inability or the opponent's ability to run the football on control possession and clock. Well, well, let me say this. I think modern football, people are trying to change it, but it will never be changed. Um, I think if you look across the span of the NFC, if you look at the teams that people may not want to play, I'll just throw out a name. The San Francisco 49ers is, is – is, and I don't want to – Jimmy Garoppolo is playing better, but it's because they're running the ball like crazy. Like he doesn't have to do much. And their defense is playing much better because guess what? They're on the field maybe 20 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game. If you look at the New England Patriots who are playing with a rookie quarterback, they're doing the exact same thing. A team that you didn't expect them to be where they are, the teams that are doing that, and they're they're able to convert on third and short. They're they're able to get to you know third short. I think the Green Bay Packers game it was a second and long was kind of the the one that ailed the Rams early in the uh, first half. They would get to like second and eight. Then the Packers would turn into third and three. Then guess what? AJ Dillon falls forward for four yards. First down. Right. Those those things start to add up. So you want to make sure no matter what analytics says and no matter what you know some of these other people are thinking because everyone wants to throw the ball. The team that gets the hottest. The team that wins normally in December and then throughout the playoffs, they have a really good running game and a, and a defense that can stop the run. They can get off the field. 
That's that's what it comes down to. No matter how much you want to throw the ball and who wins the passing title and all that. If you go back to the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, how they were able to change their dynamic of their organization, they ran the heck out of the football. And so you got to find a way to get your running game going. It doesn't have to be um, the best running game. It doesn't have to be, per se, the best runner, but you have to be efficient in your running game. You have to be um, – Yeah, efficient is the word. You have to be efficient in your running game. We heard Sean McVay talk about how do we sustain drives? Well, being efficient in your running game is going to allow you to do that. Yeah, I mean, two cracks at a line to gain on third and fourth and manageable early in that game. You don't get either one, and that's effectively another turnover that leads to Green Bay points. Um, DeMarco, let's spin this forward to to Jacksonville. And as Mm -hmm. much as humility is only a week away in the National Football League, you know, sometimes exaltation and feeling pretty good and getting your swagger back is only one Sunday away. Might this be an opportunity for the Rams to not only fortify their playoff positioning, still right now the five seed, but also start to feel pretty good about three different phases of their operation? Yeah, I thought you were actually talking about Jacksonville because I'm sure they think they can come in here and get a win. You know what I mean? And stay over, stay over in L.A. and party. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to get it back to, you know, forget about the playoffs, forget about your record for a hot minute and just – Go out there and get a win so you can feel good about yourselves. Uh, yes. It's easier to practice uh, this time of year when you're winning. Uh, it's hard to go out there when you're losing. You know how that feels, Maurice. Uh, you, you don't feel like getting out of bed. Uh, you, you much rather do the dad-husband thing than go out and be the, the running back defensive tackle thing. But going out and getting the win, I mean, that will definitely help this coaching staff. It'll help this football team. It'll help get your mojo back. But it's not going to be easy. Like I said, the blueprint is out there. Uh, same with Jacksonville. Um, and i got to admit um, – I can't wait to see Jacksonville on the field because I want to see Trevor Lawrence up close. Uh, this will be fun. and um, But the way they're going to attack you, especially with their offense, it's another athletic quarterback that's going to make you have to honor your rules from end to end. Uh, he is a viable run threat. So they do some tricky things that can give this defense issues. And on the other side, they can get after you. They can rush the passer a little bit. So if you're not on your game, if you play a similar game or – you come out with a similar intensity that you had in Green Bay, guess what? You're going to be in the fourth quarter against Jacksonville in a dogfight. So uh, even though they're, they're, that, they're not as good, uh, you have to bring your A game against just about anybody. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully this week you'll have a better plan. The team will come together and start playing a little bit more uh, uh, as, as, as teammates and with, with good chemistry on both sides of the football. Maybe you'll have a chance to get off the field on defense. Maybe you'll score a little bit more. And on special teams – Maybe you'll keep possession so that you won't, you know, flip the game upside down with one punt return. Maurice, last thing for me, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, have a quick conversation about Jalen Ramsey and uh, his chance to face the team that drafted him for the first time. A couple years removed from that trade. And then, of course, the contract extension that made him a Ram long term. Uh, no regrets on this end. I don't think uh, Ramsey has been everything he was promised to be and even more to my estimation. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, um since I've been in Jacksonville, there's been a ton of turnover, right? Um, owner, GM, uh, head coaches, OCs, DCs, position coaches. The funny thing is that trade was only a couple of years ago, and it's a brand-new organization. There's not many people there that Jalen knew, right? Um, I, I think the equipment guys are still there. Some of the, the people in the medical staff are still there, but that's about it. And so um, it's not going to be like – I think people think it would be where it's like, it's your old coach, 
right? And it's your old GM, and it's the, like it's not like that. All those dudes are gone because they traded Jalen. To be honest with you, because they allowed him to get out and other guys to get out, like Allen Robinson and other guys that have played well throughout the National Football League. So um, I think the Rams definitely won that one. I know there's a lot of people um, in Jacksonville that wish he was there. Uh, they still love him to death. But I, I, I will say this, um, and I would I would have to say this. This is a type of game. It's not about winning. It's about how you win. And I think that's the most important thing, right? Do you win this game against the Jaguars uh, the right way by doing the things that you want to do, accomplishing your goals for this game? Or do you win it, you know, because they're just not a good football team, right? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I think, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I think I'm not talking about the margin of victory, but the style in which you attack. Yes, matters. exactly. And I think that's how you get your mojo back, right? There's a thing called uh, false enthusiasm, false confidence, all those things. If you beat Jacksonville and you don't beat them the right way, then it's like, oh, you know, yeah, we're happy. But then you got a tough, a tough matchup the next week. But if you go out there and you handle your business and you do it the right way and you get your swagger back and you're running the ball and we're seeing the play action pass and the double moves and defensively you're getting off on third down and you're stopping the run because you know they're going to run the ball and you're doing all these things, that's how you get back into the win column the right way. And and um, I think the Rams have a great opportunity to do that. Uh, but please, please let me say this. Jacksonville is a physical team. And they are going to try to punch you in the mouth. They're going to try to run the ball with Carlos Hyde and James Robinson. They're going to do all these things, play action pass. And defensively, don't get it twisted. Josh Allen is one of the young premier defensive ends that can get to the quarterback. And so you have to understand that they have some guys on that side of the ball, too, that can make some problems. Miles Jack's another guy that, that that's one of the better young uh, – not young anymore, but one of the better linebackers, more athletic guys. So you have challenges that you have to be able to face and make. Um, but like I said, if you win it the right way, if you win this game the right way, if you win this game and then win it the right way, all of a sudden I think you know we'll be talking a little different tomorrow or next week. UCLA Bruins stay forever young, Maurice. <laughs> ah, you know what? I'm still hurt off of the Kenny Young one, but you know, I thought I let it go. We got another one it's in over. LA this week. <laughs> Appreciate the preview, Demarco. Uh, your thoughts as well. Have a good rest of your week. Looking forward to being with you back at so. It has been too long for all of us. Thank you for tuning in this week to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the L.A. Rams. As always, we hope you can join us inside SoFi Stadium to experience the Rams' house. Just three remaining games left in the regular season home slate beginning Sunday with Jacksonville. Go to therams.com slash tickets, therams.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. Meantime, have a good rest of your Thursday and a great finish to your week. 